Alexander Mason. Episode <laughs> 15. Uh, plus one. <laughs> which is? It's called Maths is Not Our Strong Suit, this episode. Well, what's 15 plus one? Let me know that you've been working on it, mate. Plus one. Uh, it's got to be close to 17, but not quite, so I'd go 16. Well done, mate. Bang on. Welcome, in and other listeners. Episode 16. Alex, you find anything else fun at the supermarket this week? No, no, I've spent less time in shopping centres. Um, public toilets is my next thing, hanging around those. <laughs> no, I'm only joking, that'd be strange. Um, how's the weather by you, mate? <laughs> it's, it's fucking hot today. It is Month. fucking hot today, isn't it? We're recording Monday, 12th of February, and yeah, it's uh, it's pinging outside. Temperature there, mate? You got uh, it handy? Currently 36 degrees, I think. 36, and then in Fahrenheit, mate, Ferrari. Episode 16, and we're already talking about the weather. <laughs> you <laughs> watched the Super Bowl today, mate? I did, yeah. I, I, yeah, you know I did. Um, thought I'd try my uh, gambling hand in NFL, thought it would... I could change my luck, and I didn't. I've got a question for you, mate. Can you watch sport without gambling on it these days, or...? Uh, can I? Yeah. Will I? Great. <laughs> <laughs> now, welcome to episode qu- 16, an intervention. <laughs> Hit that sting. NBA, it's been a massive, massive week. The trade deadline was a few days ago, and my lord, there has been a lot of player movement. Hasn't there, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there has been a lot of player movement. Um, I thought you were going to lead into that. Nah, good, good co-host, mate. You meant to read <laughs> off me. Yeah, there was a, a ton of trades in the end. I didn't think there'd be as many as there was. There was no real big dominoes that fell, but um, I think there was no. a lot of just quantity of trades. I can safely say that my big call <laughs> did not amount to anything. What was your big call? I Clay Thompson. <laughs> he, uh, he stayed put. He's been traded to the bench, I believe, in the big moments <laughs> yeah. of games. Yeah, no, he's, he stayed put at Golden State. I, I thought this might be a chance for him to move on. But anyway, mm-hmm. and um, no moves from the Bulls either, who we thought might be big movers this trade period. But yeah. everyone stayed there. So I think my big call was Bruce Brown, and he didn't go anywhere either. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. 0 from 2, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a lot did happen. So let's, let's go through that. And we're going to... Yeah, before I go through the list here... Um, I do want you all to know that we have potentially, and when I say potentially, I mean we've definitely missed some players. There's <laughs> so much to to um, to follow, but I think we did a decent job. We got the main players anyway. So um, I'll go I'll go through the list now. Yeah. Yeah. So what we'll go through with every player that was traded. Yeah. So yeah, all the player movement. So who's I'll, I'll read out a team and then the players that they've got and from which team they got them from. Is this including before the trade deadline? 
Yeah, well, the ones that we hadn't already talked about, because right. obviously we spoke about the Stephen Adams trade that got happened it. prior to. So yeah, just no, 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 carry on, mate. Carry on. Yeah, you got it. All right. So Pistons were big movers in the final day. They brought in Simon Fontecchio from Jazz. They got Malachi Flynn from the Knicks, who was part of a trade from the Raptors. I don't think he played much at the Knicks. Um, but yeah, he's found himself at the Pistons with Quinton Grimes and Evan Fournier, who are from the Knicks too. And then Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr. found themselves at the Pistons as well from the T-Wolves. Um, and Mike Muscala, a big man from the Wizards, mm. also found his way onto the Pistons. Two interesting list. ones there for me, uh, and I'll just yep. cherry pick it. Simone Fontecchio um, yep, yep. was starting at Jazz, so it's kind of a surprise to let him go. And, and playing well. In fact, three surprise ones. Quentin Grimes didn't think he was tradable from the Knicks. Uh, they really liked him. And Evan Fournier, will he now get some time to shine? Because he's been well out of rotation for a while. Well out of rotation and has showed that he's quite a good player when mm. he gets minutes. So, yeah, I think he'll definitely get some playing time at the Pistons. Yeah. Um, I think they've got a pretty solid roster now. Like That's looking pretty good. Mm. Yeah, they've got a lot of players. They're real heavy on the quantity and not so much on the quality, I feel like. Yeah, I think it just gives them a lot of depth, though. I think they were lacking definitely from the bench. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this changes them. Anyway, um, next team, I suppose there's a lot to get through. So yeah, we we'll keep rolling. On the small uh, fish. Yep, yep. All right, my boys, the Nets, made uh, a decent trade. Now, I never thought that we'd be in the looking for for this guy, but I think he's the type of player we definitely need, and that's Dennis Schroeder. Uh, we got him from the Raptors, made an immediate impact as well. Um, first game he played, I think he got plus 10 points and eight assists from the bench. So 15 points, 12 assists, mate. Just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't so, mean to correct you, but I know I have to that's what you had to do as a co-host, mate. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Who got one? A solid start <laughs> for us. Uh, we also got Keita Bates-Diop from the Suns. Shall we? Um, he'll be an okay role player, I think. Uh, we also got Taddeus Young and Jordan Goodwin uh, in other trades, but um, we waived them, so oh. they will not be playing with us. <laughs> Any relation to Simon Goodwin, Jordan Goodwin? Or? Uh, I don't think he's won a flag, so no. No, fair. Um, on that uh, Schroeder trade though, that is. Yeah, do you think on. that uh, significantly boosts the starting lineup, or do you think he comes off the bench? Or no, I think he starts. Yeah, I think um, you know that was his first game, so they play him off the bench. But I think he's going to come straight into the starting rotation. Yeah, I think he'll Which be a good fit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you can tell he's already had some good chemistry with the players and being there for a week or not even a week so quick stat on Schroeder there mate he's the first player with the uh two dots in his name that uh, umlat is it not sure oh yeah 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 to play for the nets nice move it on thanks (laughs) (laughs) uh uh brings us to the next team lakers 
Can I, can I just ask before we carry on? Was this in alphabetical yeah, order or? This like... is in no particular order. <laughs> this is just. I'm like... looking at an agenda. Here. There's just players and teams Mate, all I over the show. I literally shop. did a half hour before we recorded this, so yeah, it's no. very slip slop slap. Good prep, but we'll get through the it. Super Bowl took precedent over our agenda <laughs> today, mate. Well, this, to be fair, this next one makes sense, all right? So Spencer Dinwiddie has found himself at the Lakers, and obviously he was at the Nets, and he was part of the trade uh, with Schroeder and Tad Young. So he went to the Raptors, but the Raptors waived him, um, and Lakers picked him up, I think, today on a... Yeah, uh, okay, breaking news then. As a waiver. So, yeah, Dinwiddie at the Lakers. I don't know if he starts there. Surely he's more of a off-the-bench type point Ooh. guard operator. Yeah. Especially with D'Ange flying at the moment, so... Yeah, but interesting. I think, I think he'll be quite a good player, like a role player off the bench for them. I don't think they've quite got a solid point guard coming off the bench. Mm. Yeah, I think he boosts them no matter where he plays, so... Um. Yeah, nah, good on you, Dinwiddie. Thanks, um, so. <laughs> All right, moving on. It's, look, we've, we've spoken about this team recently too, so I think Raptors is a good segue. Um, they've brought in Ochai Agbaji. How do you spell <laughs> Sugars, know. thanks, mate. <laughs> From the jazz. He's what you uh, get if you mix a chai latte with an onion bhaji. Fucking hell. <laughs> Anyway, he's at the Raptors from the Jazz, and Kelly Olynyk is there as well from the oh, Jazz. The clinic, um, the clinic. Uh, has he been at Raptors before? I believe he has. Don't no, <laughs> no, he hasn't. I, I, I have no idea, but I know he's Canadian, so good on oh, him. Yeah. Back to his roots. <laughs> yeah. All right. So looks that's like Raptors. a Viking. Have you, you noticed that? Well, he's definitely got Viking blood with that name, surely. Cool. What are the Spurs anyway, do, The <laughs> Spurs have acquired Marcus Morris Sr. from the 76ers, which I think is quite a good get. I don't know. They don't have any real senior players on that list, so <laughs> not just because of his name, but he's, he's a veteran. <laughs> um, he's a veteran. He'll, I think he'll add well-needed leadership there. So Yeah, I don't even think it'll be there long. I reckon he'll get waived as well. You reckon? Nah, I think I think Popovich will keep him for his leadership qualities. It's funny how quickly things change in the NBA. Like Marcus Morris Senior was a starter at Clippers probably until like the end of last year, and now mm. it's bounced around to two different teams. Yeah, no, you're right. It you, is crazy. You quickly just fall out of contention in the NBA, don't you? You do. You do. It's it's quite a um, quite a tough business. The old NBA. Uh, thanks for that. Moving on, um, we got your boys, Blazers. Oh. Probably another one that I think you mentioned quite a few times that they were, might be active, and they weren't at all, really. Mm. They kept they kept some key players who were looking like they might have moved on in Aiton and Brogdon and Grant, but they've all stayed. So Yeah, I was quite surprised that, that they all remained. I thought for sure someone would want Brogdon, but I did read recently that he's very happy there and they've welcomed him and haven't at all suggested that he would be traded. So maybe not a surprise to, to the insiders, but for mm. us, yeah. I think that's a win for the Blazers because it looks like they're starting to find some form and gel together. So mm. I think if they can keep that unit together for a little while longer, things will start to work. And I think Delano Banton, who we picked up from the Celtics, is, is quite a nice little get, really, because he's, 
he's shown at times that he's got promise, but um, has never really had a chance. And I think he'll probably get some minutes on the bench for the the Blazers. So yeah, it could be a nice fit for him to showcase his talent. Yeah, yeah, not a good call. Um, so yeah, so you, that's all you did was get Delano Banton from the Celtics. Uh, moving on to the Suns. Suns acquired Royce O'Neal from the Nets, which I think is a great get for them. Very good get. Um, and David Roddy from the Grizzlies, who's actually been been pretty solid. Um, also, yeah, year. good get, isn't it? Him? I, yeah. I'm surprised Grizzlies parted with him. Mm. Funny. Yeah. Well, we spoke about how the Nets were sort of had many forwards and some were surplus to requirement, and I think Royce fits the bill. And I think you end up getting three second round picks in that trade, so. Pretty handy turning an aging power forward into three second round picks. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a player we we could have afforded to part with. So as much as I liked Royce, um, yeah, I think it's a pretty shrewd trade for us. And Yeah, shrewder, it's, it's... yeah, I agree. <laughs> he also was trading. Um, and I think he's going to help the Suns, both of them. Like, mm. very good, good role players. Royce potentially even fits into the starting lineup there so i think he will yeah i reckon yeah. he might start small forward yeah or you could so. go him power forward durant small forward Who yeah, knows? so sun's adding to an already impressive list so good on him uh 76ers were at and uh they made a few big changes they brought in uh buddy hild uh sharpshooter from the paces mm. um cameron payne who's a backup point guard at the bucks and Kyle Lowry as well, who um, a lot of speculation around whether he was going to play at Hornets, part of that trade deal with Rozier. Um, and yeah, they ended up waving him and, and 76ers have picked him up, which I think is a, a great get for them. Yeah, I think campaign will be a bit worried about his minutes now that they've picked Lowry up because mm. yeah, Lowry will probably fit into that next man off the bench. Um, great investment with Buddy Heald. I think that's a very shrewd, um, shrewder again coming up the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very shrewd investment for Sixers because he can space a floor, offer more three-point threat, and then that gives people like Embiid and Maxi more space in the the paint to go to work. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think they lacked some some outside shooters, so that is a a good move. Fuck campaign um, shit. I don't rate him. Moving on, Knicks. <laughs> Fuck Knicks. Potentially for me, probably have done the best this mm. this trade period. Picked up two really really good players for next to nothing. Um, one of them, the Croatian sensation Boyan Bogdanovic from the Pistons, um, who've who's come back from injury recently and has been playing very solid in a in a struggling team, and also uh, Alec Burks who. One of the shining lights for Pistons off the bench this year. Um, mm. Yeah, so he's been there before as well, so he it'll fit right in. Um, has he? So he's gone back to Knicks. Yeah, yeah going right. back to Knicks. And you think they already had picked up obviously a Chua, bless me, and um, <laughs> also Ananobi, and they did all this without giving up a first round pick, which is unreal. Yeah, no, they have done a very, very. Uh, they've done very solid work this trade period. So, mm. yeah, unreal. I think um, especially those two players are going to help uh, 
improve that team for sure. So I don't know. Watch watch the Knicks as a sneaky championship chance, I think. Yeah, dealing with a few injuries at the minute, but when they have a full-strength uh, squad, they'll be right in the mix. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, Bucks, they didn't do much. They got rid of campaign, as we just spoke about, but brought in Pat Beverly um, from the 76ers, so he'll probably slot in as their backup point guard. Fucking um, weird one. Weird, weird trade that. Because I thought Beverly had finally found a place that he looked settled at the 76ers. Mm. Seemed to be in their rotation. I don't know, loves the city and all the rest of it. And he's gone. Yeah. He, uh, apparently he like posted his trade before anyone else as well. I saw that, yeah, with his <laughs> podcast thing. And I yeah. saw only recently he was saying the city would riot if he gets traded and all this. And he would definitely not get traded. Neck minute, you're gone. Yeah, it's it's a fucking grueling business, the NBA. Um, also has, yeah, I, has beef with Lillard. Um, yeah, I, I I heard him speak about needing to quash that beef like so they can win a championship. <laughs> I, who doesn't have beef with Pat Beverly? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but did you see in his debut game, Pat Bev for the Bucks? He's like grabbed the clipboard off Doc Rivers and he's like reading stuff out and Thanasis is over his shoulder, like looking with real intent at what Bev's saying and Doc Rivers just grabs the clipboard back off him. <laughs> He's Fuck, just man. Like, he, he, been there he's two interest- minutes. He's an interesting man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. You know what you get from him, though. And I think he's he's always a solid contributor where he goes. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I think Bucks. I think it's an improvement from Payne anyway, what yeah. Pat Bev offers them. Yeah, um, nothing beats, you know, getting away from Payne. Yeah, not a fan of him. Um, well, I was just on. thinking, pain, you know, the play on words, pain, oh, pain. No, good stuff. <laughs> um, no time for that, mate. Uh, Hornets. He's locked in. <laughs> That's over a quick fucking pun. Hornets. Um, did quite a bit. Um, they brought in Grant Williams from the Mavs, who apparently not a lot of people liked him. He was rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah, I hope it, they that is a play of words and nothing physical there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were happy to get rid of him and he's at the Hornets now. Um, goes there with teammate Seth Curry, who was there from the Mavs and plays um, at the team that his dad played for, which is yeah. quite nice. And his dad's the, the commentator for Hornets yeah. as well. So that'd and be he's nice. wearing his number as well. So a oh, bit of a fairy tale. We there. love a romantic fairy tale don't we on this podcast we do we do um and then hornets brought in three players from okc um in trey man vasilia Nicic, and davis burtons or batons um and they uh they um brought them in for gordon haywood who went the other way but we'll get into that later um they got a five finger discount on batons didn't they Oh, yeah, he's the one that's missing a finger, eh? <laughs> Going for a cut price. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, Micic, the European player, he's I think gun. he'll ball out there because he was very underused at OKC. and I think he did well in his debut game. He was another one who got, yeah, like nine assists and a bunch of points. 18 points or something. Yeah, no, nah, he's a he's a very smart... Pl- he's just like that 
classic European player. He's mm. very smart. I think he's um, won EuroLeague MVP. So yeah, right. he's not a mug. 30-year-old yeah. rookie. <laughs> yeah. No, he can play. Um, all right, Mavs uh, brought in PJ Washington. Big winners, Mavs. Big winners. I think these are two very good trades. Yeah, PJ Washington um, and Daniel Gafford uh, from the Wizards. And they've brought in size, which I think was much needed yeah. for them. Do you think either of those start? I think PJ, definitely. Yeah. Come. Oh, Gafford, Gafford probably could as well. Um, they seem to like that lively. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Gafford yeah. offers a lot of sort of reliability and consistency in the starting lineup. I think Lively is great for a rookie, but I think they're playing him because they've lacked someone solid to put there. Like, I think they can afford to play him off the bench. So Yeah. Dwight and Powell Gaff- will be very much out of the rotation. I was just about to say, Dw- uh, Gafford comes straight in for Powell. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you can even play PJ there as well. So. Well, they've been starting that Kleber. Kleber? Kleber? Yeah, Max Kleber. Yeah. He's been starting centre. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think they both come straight in and... Yeah, definitely improve the map side. Good signings, those two. Tell me, yeah. mate, what did Jazz do? Jazz, mate. Uh, not a lot. Um, <laughs> bought in Kevin Knox, who they waved straight away. Oh, he bounces um, around old Fort Knox. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. from the Raptors and Kira Lewis from the Raptors. Oh, yeah. Um, two role players, really. Um, and Gabriel Protzida. I think he's another role player. I don't know where they got him from. Not a clue. I've never heard that. I believe you wrote that one. I've never heard that bloke before. I think I've just mugged you off there. (laughs) He doesn't exist. (laughs) He doesn't actually play for anyone. (laughs) Well, he plays the jazz now. You could say his reputation precedes him, could you? (laughs) (laughs) No time for puns, mate. Straight into the Celtics. Um... Who acquired... Did we speak about Xavier Tillman? No, yeah, we did. no. No, we didn't? Don't think so. Okay, well, he's in there f- from the Grizzlies, and they got Jaden Springer from the 76ers Surprise well. Grizzlies gave Tillman up. He was starting. But Yeah. yeah. I was, I was going to ask you about him. If he on, worked at a supermarket, what position oh, did he work at? Uh, night field. He'd be on the till, <laughs> man. <laughs> I said no time for puns, and mate. Jerry's cousin, Jaden Springer. <laughs> Jaden to Grizzlies. Jerry Springer. <laughs> We're going to be fucking here all day. No, carry Grizzlies, on, mate. carry on. Grizzlies got uh, Lamar Stevens as part of that um, Tillman trade. Yep. Um, and they also got Utah Wantanabe from the Suns. Wantanabe. Uh, Wantanabe. Um Cool. They also, we spoke about Oladipo uh, and they waved him. See ya, bros. So, yeah, I don't know if anyone's going to pick him up. Oh, know. someone will. You watch, he'll be involved in a trade at some point next year and you'll be like, was he there? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, See, so that was Grizzlies. Um, who's next? Oh, yeah, T-Wolves. So they got rid of um, Shake and... Uh, Troy Brown, who we spoke about earlier, and they received Monte Morris from the Pistons. Handy. Um, I think that's a handy acquisition. I think he'll play handy. off that bench. Very handy. And didn't really play for Pistons this year. No, um, I know he's injured at the start, but then I think he just wasn't involved in the rotation. Mm, yeah, I think he he would definitely play some crucial play a crucial role for the Timberwolves. So, 
Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, Pacers brought back an old player in Doug McDermott. He used to play for them. Yeah. So they brought him back from the Spurs. Um, you know, we'll play, we'll, we'll be a role player, but, you know, we like we like little homecoming stuff. It's nice. Um, oh, two more teams. We've got Thunder, who fucking they brought in... They got Boyombo. Where was he? He was Biombo. waved. Yeah, he was at Grizzlies and they waved him. Um, and I think he's going to be handy for them. You reckon? Yeah, Maybe. I think off the bench, you know, to cover for Chet, um, he'll do. He'll play a good role. Um, and they brought in Gordon Haywood as well, which will be very interesting. Yeah, Haywood's a weird one, isn't he? Because he can be really good on his day, but he doesn't, I don't know, he's not performed at a high level for a while. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I don't know where he fits in that team as a starter. Mm. Um Surely he doesn't start. Yeah, so maybe he comes off the bench. But yeah, like you said, you know he has proven to be one of the better players in the NBA when he when he wants to. Mm. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. And then um, finally, mate, hit us with the final bloke you've got. Wizards, uh, Rashawn Holmes. They got him from the Mavs. So um, we'll probably, you know, uh, play... Uh, we'll replace, sorry, um, Mascala and um, Gafford playing as that big man. Yeah, weird how things work because Bagley and him were both at, at um, the Kings a couple years ago. Yeah, they were, yeah. And now they're reunited at the Wizards. So you said you love a homecoming. Does that count? Uh, no. Cool. All right, well, that's 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 the uh, player movement. Um, I the, feel like we route. could have left a lot of those out, to be fair. We, we fucking could have, and we, you know what, we fucking should have. But there you go. Uh, you're all properly informed, so you can thank us for that later. Yeah, well, if, you, uh, if you've fallen asleep listening to the dulcet tones of Carmen's voice, it's time to wake up because we've got the contestants for the all-star, like, fun games that they do. So we got the three-point contest participants, and we got Beasley, Brunson, Halliburton, Lillard, Markinen, Donovan Mitchell, big old cat, Carl Anthony Towns, Trey Young. What do we think of them? Yeah, that's that's great. That's a great list. I can't remember seeing a list that stacked for a while. Um, and just to reiterate, the NBA. Uh, all-Star Weekend is this weekend, so... Yes, next week we will be discussing what happened, so... Three point. Yeah, that's a great list, hey? Who are you calling to win it? Dame back-to-back? Uh, either Dame or... Or... Maybe... Maybe Malik. Beasley, yeah. yeah. Beasley or... Or a Donovan Mitchell. Mm. Yeah, Donovan could be a shout Trey I mean, Young like, will be pretty obviously, good. Obviously, yeah. I was just about to say Trey too. I mean, they're all fucking um, good, aren't they? That's why they're in there. Yeah, you know what? They could all win it. My, yeah, I'm picking Beasley. Beasley, I'll go for... Um, I'm going to go Donovan. Nice, man. Why have you put an asterisk next to Lillard? I, I didn't. I've just copied and pasted that from the NBA website. I think because oh, he's okay. the current champion. Uh, I thought they were a little marker. That's what you pick and change that last minute. Nah. Uh, and dunk contest <laughs> has also been announced. We got Jalen Brown, 
Jaime Jaquez Jr., oh, wow. Mac McClung, and Jacob Toppin, not to be confused with Obi Toppin, his brother. Is that his brother? Yeah. Yeah, right. Obi's one. Obi's, Obi's one. Obi's one. Obi one. Obi. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Obi one's won a dunk contest before, hasn't he? Has he? I'm pretty sure. Did he win one? Yeah, no. or, well, he's. Yeah. I, I know he's in one. Oh, he's been in a few, I'm pretty sure. Or he's a high flyer. I, I'm pretty sure he did win one. Um, so, yeah, that would be interesting. I didn't even know he had a brother. Is the dunk contest washed? Like, is it even good? I like that Janin Brown's in it because that's someone you actually... Like, when you, you spoke about the three-point contest, you're like, wow, they're all actually really good shooters. You don't get that with dunkers. Yeah, well, I, like, I look at Huckers and I go, can he dunk? Yeah, like you know, he's not really a high flyer, but I guess he, I guess he can. That Mac McClung though, like you look at him and you go, he can't dunk. He yeah. was fucking unreal last year. Yeah, I mean he's shown that he he was really good, and that was exciting to watch last year. But I find I find it's just becoming harder to be creative. Yeah, like, everything. There's been only done so many ways you can put a ball into a bucket. You yeah, know what I, mean? I agree. So it's not one I'm usually that excited for i'd much rather watch three-point contests but yeah i don't know I, like, like you said i like that Jalen brown's in there so i'll watch it to watch him yeah i just wish it was like it was like the three-point contest where you go fuck all them are really good dunkers this will be sick like if you had a Jalen green in there yeah obi topping again aaron gordon or zach levine when he's fit anthony edwards people like that who can actually slam the ball i like a michael jordan yeah, get him in. Yeah. Any, why do they make shoes after him? Why don't they? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting, man. He'd be, <laughs> he'd be great promo for <laughs> shoes. Someone should uh, figure out a way. That'd be a great business. Finally, um, we've got the <laughs> skill challenge participants. We've got team paces because it's based in Indiana. So they always have a team that the host in city. And you've got Halliburton, Matarin, and Turner. Team top wait, what, picks. Wait, what the fuck is this? The skills challenge where they do like you're throwing it through a hoop and you're oh, dribbling through yeah, things. Yeah, 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 it's actually yeah, quite yeah, good. Yeah. Team yeah. top picks, which is Banchero, Edwards, and Wembenyama. That would be pretty Ooh. cool. And Team All-Stars, Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey, and Trey Young. Oh, who will win that? Surely Team All-Stars. Why are they Team All-Stars? Maybe because it's their first... Oh, no, Trey Young's been an All-Star, has he? Uh, couldn't tell you, mate. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> that's decent. Yeah. yeah, I'm just so glad the fucking Antetokounmpo brothers haven't got a team anymore. Yeah, that was shocking. Why are they? Oh, just have you terrible. S- uh, we'll get into it in another episode. We don't have enough time here. Um, I'm picking Team All Stars. I like yeah, that. Yeah, Team All Stars for the win, surely. Pacers will give it red hot. They'll have the backing of the fans. And the backing of Tyrese, who can almost do it all himself. Yeah, that's it. Other than walk off the court after a hammy strain. <laughs> all right. Um,. Yeah, just, well that's... just before we leave NBA, did you see Curry's game winning yesterday? No, I didn't. I I saw Gary Payton lying on the floor though, like while it happened, and he was all like, "Yeah, when we've got Curry, you never worry." <laughs> yeah. Oh, does he? Is he Doctor Seuss's brother? Is he? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> when we got Curry, we never worry. 
<laughs> and we got there in a hurry. Fuck me. I'll, I'll definitely be cutting that out. <laughs> no, you won't. That is the best part of this segment. I was just listening to 30 minutes of you going, yeah, he's going to the paces, man. <laughs> All right, let's move on out of this segment. Uh, we'll talk about the results from the NBA All-Star Weekend on the next episode. So stay tuned. Stay awake. <laughs> Alright Alex, it's your favourite segment, we test your knowledge on both the English language and the Croatian language and this... Safe to say I'm nailing both after last week. Absolutely, what was last week's mate? I can't mate, if you tell me the word, (laughs) if you tell me the word it was Fetna, no... uh, No it was not. The one, Merry Happy Birthday. Merry Birthday, yeah. It was Rojendan. Svetna Rodjendam. It's why where's Svetna coming? No, what from? wasn't it Mary? What was Sretan. Mary? Shretan. 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 That's happy. Yeah, that's it, because that was in yeah. uh Shetan Bozic. Yeah, yeah, which is happy Christmas. That was Good stuff. Christmas, Look, you're picking up a little bit. Good stuff. So Sretan Rodjendam. Yep. Happy birthday. Yeah. Good stuff, mate. Are you ready for this week's word? Yep. Zgubidan. Scooby Doo! <laughs> Fucking hell, I haven't got a Scooby Doo. Oh, Jesus. Scooby Dan. Scooby Dan. Scooby Dan. Obvious that- one is Scuba Diver. Scuba Diver? Yep. Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting guess, but it's not correct. Scuba Dan. Uh, give us a, a clue there, mate. Scuba Dan. Um, it's got to do with laziness. Laziness. Um. Oh, laziness, that's a vague clue, isn't it? Yeah, it's very vague. It's hard to give a clue for this one. Uh, I have not got a guess this week, to be honest. That's fair enough. All right, let's leave it to Didder to explain oh, it to of us. Of course, right? here he is. How was uh, his birthday? Is he going to tell us? Nah, he, he'd rather keep those celebrations to himself. Um, but he did uh, explain this week's word, and I'll play some, uh, not footage, but a recording from earlier today when did they gave me the word. So listen then. Hello, do you have a word? Okay. You've got to skip the ad, mate. Skip, skip. Jesus Christ. Oh, so you don't have one yet? <laughs> or, or you have it? Are you writing it down? Fuck it out. Does he live in a cabin? Zgubidan. 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 Yeah. One that loses a whole day doing nothing. Zgubidan. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Who do you reckon he was talking about there? 
Mr. Super Bowl better himself. <laughs> I definitely fucking lost the day today. <laughs> at least he's looking at cheap flights, old flight centre himself. <laughs> Fuck, Trying to get away you know, from you as far mate, as he can. He was struggling so hard to find the fucking skip button to skip ads on YouTube. On uh, YouTube. That's yeah, happened exactly. to the best of us, that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's good to be done. I think that's good work. So yeah, so, one who one who wastes a day. So if you break that word up, it actually directly translates. So Zgubi is like to lose or forget. Um, and Dan is day. So Oh, that's funny because Scooby, so he was like he'd lost someone because he was trying to find him. So Have he, you ever seen an episode of Scooby Doo, mate? Yeah. When when do they lose someone? Well, you know, they're, they're getting away, and then the Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me! That is the worst comparison I've ever heard in my life. Oh god! All right, we're moving right on out of here before fucking the Scooby finds us. Thanks, dinner. <laughs> Merry birthdays, Fatnab Boric. Arthur Boric. Um, speaking of Arthur Boric, yes. let's get into it. Get into it. Hit that sting. All right, straight into EPL. It was a, a big old week, as it always is. I feel like I say that every week. Um, who did we have? Just Any backlash this week from the Liverpool fans there, mate? Any backlash? Yeah. How do you mean? Well, you know, like a backsplash is like the metal on the, the back wall of a, like a kitchen. But backlash being any responses from my Liverpool comments. Oh, from your Liverpool comments? Yeah, my dad wasn't too happy. Ah. When is he ever? Look True. at his two sons. <laughs> <laughs> That's a low blow. Um, but yeah, I think uh, all the anger Liverpool fans felt during the week was quashed when we absolutely destroyed uh, Burnley. Hold yeah. on, hey, I'll get into that. Let's recap the games. Oh, City beat Everton 2-0, walk in the park from Halland back, <laughs> two goals. Yep. First goals in 77 days. Um, yeah. Brentford beat Wolves 2-0. Good result for them. Fulham beat Bournemouth 3-1. Again, good result for them. Tottenham beat Brighton with a fucking 96-minute goal. Yeah, they've been doing that a lot recently. 2-1. Big Ange just keeps getting away from it. Uh, Luton lost to Sheffield United 3-1 in a relegation battle. Big That's result for Sheffield United yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Very two very dubious fucking handball penalties in that game. Uh, Liverpool beat Burnley. Scooby dubious. <laughs> fucking Scooby. <laughs> okay. Uh, Liverpool beat Burnley three-one. Standard. Not hard beating a Championship level side. Notts Forest lost to Newcastle three-two. Gimarash with two big strikes for them. Arsenal mm. pumped West Ham 6 0. Yeah, fucking hell. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Um, I didn't have a scoop that was going to happen. And 
Man U, this is the main thing that I want you to take away from this episode, is Man U are back. Back, probably come close to the mic, mate. I've got something to tell you. Come, when, when? come close to the mic. I've just got to whisper something. Yeah. Go come on, on in close. Go, I'm, I'm right here. We're going to win the fucking league, mate. <laughs> Go on, Manchester United. <laughs> Um, Unreal. That's a great result beating Villa is, too. Is it? What? Tell me when you see that a team's keeper gets man of the match. What's what's that saying? What's the general story of that? Because yeah, they that? say no, he did well not to fall asleep because he had fuck all to do, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting fucking peppered. Oh no, no, what's the name? <laughs> He was getting peppered. He, he quite quite a good performance from him. It was. Like, he made some yeah. very good saves in that game. They you had ten have... shots on target. Jesus I know Christ. what you had two chances and put them both. Five away. shots on target. Thank you, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah, Eighteen yeah. corners in that game. Wow. Um, yeah, but we are back and we're well in the hunt for fifth place. <laughs> Uh, you got Palace Chelsea tomorrow morning at 7am, so not sure Roy knows that game's going ahead. He probably <laughs> forgets sometimes, poor bugger. Um, let's recap the table then, shall we? We've got Liverpool top, uh, Man City second, <laughs> Arsenal third, Tottenham fourth. So there is, from first to fourth, a seven-point gap. City are one, two points behind but have a game in hand. So essentially we'll call them top because they'll win their game in hand. Liverpool second. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal back to winning nice. ways as well. That's a massive result. 6-0 against West Ham. Very. Pumpage in the dumpage. Villa on a bit of a slide. They've only won two of their last five. Two losses and a draw. So. Yeah, right. And just form guide. Man, you've won the last three and they're into sixth place. So... Good stuff, mate. Yeah, they're Con- creeping congrats. up, mate. They're only 13 points off the top. No, only no. what? Stranger Say things have happened, mate. Stranger things have happened. To, so how many points With are you from top? 13 points off the top, mate. 13. All right. Yep. 13, the unlucky number for some, not for us, because we're <laughs> on the way up. Good luck, mate. I doubt that you're 13 away based on your math but anyway. yeah we're probably 25 away <laughs> but the other big thing that was announced in the week was blue cards are set to be introduced not in the premier league but they're going to be trialed in lower leagues and cup games and stuff and it'll basically be a 10 minute sim bin for like descent and um things like that what do you think do they get a choice like blue card or red card blue pill red pill no it's not the matrix right um no. But um, yeah, I don't. What is that? Instead of a red card, or is a red card still in? Red and yellows still in, and I think two blues will be a red. Fuck, that's so confusing. Uh, those colorblind people have. But no then two, but two on. yellows are red. Yeah. What, so, so, so what would be the difference between a yellow and a blue? Blue and yellow would be like a purple. I feel like, or like a lilac. <laughs> Nah, for real. Can, so they either give a yellow or a blue. Yeah. Let but me if just... you get a if you get a blue, you get a ten minute sim bin, and then you can come back on. Yeah. But does do that you... mean that does that mean the team will have ten men for that ten minutes? Yes. There will. Yeah, it will be. You don't sound confident, well, mate. I'm just looking. Know. I'm just looking online much you've now. Looked into I've this. not looked into it much. I was hoping you had, mate. So. 
<laughs> you had Mahrez. Um, international. What? You know, like Riyad. You had. Um, football lawmakers. Let me just scan through this, man. Trial, but. This is fucking bollocks. Yeah. Look, I, I bet you've seen some soccer player. You've seen some player in the EPL play with Pokemon cards, and you're going, "Fuck it, <laughs> there's blue cards now." <laughs> well, I was gonna ask you. This is not my point, so you're sort of getting away from what was we're gonna talk about it. I don't know if you had a point, mate. You, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, man! You had three today, mate. That's the important <laughs> stuff. Go on, what's your question? The Guardian. Maybe this is a reliable source. Cheers. Wait, let's bid it. We'll come back to it no, next no, no, week. No, 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 Here we go. Sitting alongside current yellow and red cards, a blue card will result in a player being removed from the field of play for 10 minutes. At risk of muddying the palette, there will also be the possibility to mix the colours. <laughs> what? If the player returns from the Simbin and receives another blue card, they would also be shown a red card and permanently dismissed from the game. A combination of one blue and one yellow, meanwhile, would also make a red. This just seems so confusing. Yeah. Well, do you think it will harm the game? Because will teams just park the bus for 10 minutes and just try and waste as much time as possible? I just think it's unnecessary. Like I think there's a very clear distinction between yellow and red. Yellow's a warning, red you're off. Like, why does there have to be an in-between now? I just don't understand why they'd add something so confusing that, yeah, would just make the game strange. Yeah, I don't know if it's something they needed to to delve into. But, yeah, I don't know. I'll be very interested how it will work and how it will be implemented. But they are going to trial it, so maybe if it's not successful, they won't bring it in. Yeah, interested to see how it works with the trial. But, yeah, just... Feel like it's weird, but anyway. Yeah, very weird. Um, but yeah, it won't be in till next year anyway in some leagues, so it's not a crazy thing. But we'll see how it goes. I hope they do like hold up a Pokemon card. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like I say, you'd be stuffed because if it's red, blue, or yellow, you had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need verbal confirmation. <laughs> They're all red. You start walking off after all of them. Ah, oh, all right. Is that that's all you wanted to go that's through, mate? All I wanted to go through, mate. Up the fucking red devils. <laughs> all right. Um, what do we got next? We have. Uh, uh, what did you watch? Is there a sting there? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. What did you watch, Alex? You well, we, we the... spoke about it last week, mate. Yes. Love on the Spectrum Season 2 came out, and we have been avid partakers in watching the first season, so we indulged in the second. Yes. What did you think? Um, uh, We'll start with you, mate. Well, you've, you, you, you've chosen it, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Not that it's going to impact my opinion, but I'm just curious will, to mate. hear. Well, first of all, it's a show that follows um, people who are on the spectrum and they are trying to find love. Mm-hmm. Clues in the title, Love on the Spectrum. Simple <laughs> as that. Um, but some of the people that it follows, they're all American, weren't they? Because there is a Love on the Spectrum Australia. But these were yeah, all American. I think the, like the narrator or the, the, 
the guy who's interviewing them is Aussie. Yeah. He sounds Aussie anyway. I feel like it's an Aussie show. And they've yeah. taken it over to America and put it on Netflix. But not important in this case. Um, it's very wholesome. And it's a yeah. great like insight into, um, I guess, dealing with, with the, the barriers of being on the spectrum and how it impacts on finding love and finding a partner and, and even the concept of love to, to people on the spectrum because each of them obviously different levels of the spectrum and it impacts greatly on, on yeah how they perceive love and what they want from love and stuff like that. But it, like each of them have such a unique story and balance of it, don't they? Yeah, for sure. Um, look, I have ambivalent feelings towards this show. Like, I, f- they are. I love the characters. Like, I love watching them. Like, they are all beautiful human beings. Mm. I just get a bit upset. I think because it seems like you know they're neurodivergent people who are being pushed to sort of find love in neurotypical ways. And like, I just don't know if, like, I think we should be seeing love as more of a transient thing, like, and that differs from person to person and from circumstance to circumstance. Mm. Like, I feel like it's, it's almost unfair that they're putting them in these situations to find love where like, I don't know, it's, it's more suited to a neurotype neurotypical person if you if yeah if you know if that makes sense so can i ask you do you think what you know say the couples that have been together for some time now because there is couples that have been together for some time do you feel Mm. like they understand love and that they are in love or do you feel like that is something that they can't comprehend is that what you're talking about are we talking about no 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 i'm not saying that love isn't comprehensible but i feel like love is different I think love is a social construct. You know, yeah, no, that I agree. We've, we've, we've developed. So I don't know if it is meant to be understood by uh, a, a, a group of people who are known to struggle with social aspects of life, right? Social yeah. stigmas. So that's where I feel like it's just, it's, it's yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel like there's um, room for them to explore it in a different way from mm. this show. But again, I think this show does present uh, present interesting ways of of um, for us to learn. Yeah, as well. like, I think that's what I love about it is the insight into that, and I, I definitely agree with you. I think there's um, a struggle for them, and I think that they feel pressured to find love and to feel love, and like cause, yeah. well, I mean, all the fairy tales around that. Like we all feel pressured to to find love. But obviously, yeah. yeah, their expression of love can be quite different to neurotypical people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that's where I just feel like, yeah, it's it's hard, it's hard to watch that, and mm. you know, it's it's sad to see so much them struggle so much when you know it could be so different for them. But um, do you think it's just sad from our neurotypical perspective? Yeah, like because no, that's what we feel. We feel this empathy, like, oh, that's love, and it's different from us, and it's like we don't understand that they. I don't know. Like, I think they are feeling very strong feelings, and they're happy, which is the main thing. Like when they De- when they're in those positions. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and that's like 
I don't want to take away from that. And I don't like grouping as well. I don't like saying like no. them or like... I'm talking about them being the participants in the show. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, and like there's definitely like moments where it's just like, oh my God, like you, they seem so, uh, like you said, so happy. And like there's one moment in particular I want to bring up, which like it had me in tears. Like I thought it was the most beautiful thing ever. And I genuinely think we could learn so much from that interaction like mm. how how honest it was um i love that that is the one big takeaway for me the honesty that they show is so good because they all yeah. show it in some form yeah there's no filter is there no. it's just like it's Hold, complete like, authenticity whatever's on their mind comes out and i genuine, love that yeah i think that's something like if anything that's something neurotypical people struggle mm, with we could all yeah take a leaf out of yeah that book 100 percent um yeah so there was this there was this moment between um tanner one of the characters um and he's oh dating. tanner was so cute on it tanner's like, tanner's the greatest i'd date tanner yeah 100%. he's such a nice guy yeah um and um yeah he was on a date at, at the park and i can't remember the girl he went on the date with um, or what episode it was, but um, sorry, they're at the zoo together, yeah, um, right. and they're sitting next to each other. And after a while, like a minute of silence, he was like, "Hey, I can't think of anything else to say, but I'm still having a good time." <laughs> and the girl like looked at him and smiled, and she said, "Me too." And then Tanner said, um, "Can can you think of anything else to say?" And she said, "No." And he said, "That's okay." And they just like smiled at each other for like a minute in silence. I just thought. That was the most beautiful thing. Like sometimes there is nothing to be said mm. and you can enjoy being in that, you know, moment of silence together. Mm. And that's what the, the love coach person had told him to say, like that it's okay to sometimes say, uh, I don't know, I don't have anything to say, but I'm having a good time. Yeah, like how reassuring was that of him? Like mm. she must have felt so safe in that moment to not feel pressure to say anything. Like, yeah. oh, I... Yeah, I, yeah, that was honestly made me bawl my eyes out. I wonder how awkward, like how silence is for people on the spectrum, because we obviously got an insight, uh, and everybody's different. Again, I'm sort of grouping them, but I'm talking about the show because they all struggle with silence at times. But that's kind of a, again a construct that we've had in creating small talk and filling holes in conversations, and they obviously feel pressured to to do that. Like, I wonder if it is as awkward for them as it would be for a, a yeah. neurotypical person. Well, absolutely. And this is where, again, where I, I see lots of discrepancies with, with these type of comparisons that we make because, you know, we're comparing we're comparing the way... Um, how, how do I say it? We're comparing the constructs we've made in society. Yeah, like the standards and that that we have of, of dates yeah. and love and... Even 100%. conversations, and I don't necessarily think that's helpful at all to no. like to expect them to to navigate that the same way mm. or put them in situations where they have to try and yeah think the same way or feel the same way. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, I don't know what your question was, but um, that's my opinion. Yeah, no, and I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is that it challenges me and myself. Uh, not to yeah judge someone based on how I judge things you know because everyone's different yeah and I think it definitely um allows us well like 
definitely me what I've taken from it it just gives me a broader sense of compassion and like understanding for how difficult it, it must be to to have those pressures and to feel like you need to navigate that to to feel part of society so absolutely I, I learn I learn a lot from watching that show and yeah it's uh like we've said it's it's very endearing as well to see the interactions and relationships developed in it yeah if you watch it for no other reason watch it because the people participating in it are really nice like people to i don't know get to know through the show and all the people they're surrounded with like they're such supportive families mm. and yeah the support um, network friends yeah. and yeah like it's it, it is great it's a great show it um, is yeah and you can see that how happy some of, well actually some of the parents i think are a bit pushy in that show like you can definitely see like say i can't remember the name of the person the guy that loved like the english culture and the queen and that you seen that oh, is from that, atlanta uh, colin or Con- connor? connor connor that's it yeah yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. feels like his family struggle with the balance at times of how much to push and how much to hold back and yeah again it's setting these standards and values that they may have on onto his life yeah i i definitely agree and can see that but i i, I do have empathy with those parents because i think they just that's what they think is the best for them and they just want them to feel mm. normal which i guess like you said has some there is some harm in that but <sighs> Like I think they're trying their best as well. Yeah, no, and what, you, they, what they think is best. They love and care, which is the main yeah. thing. But yeah, sometimes they just come across a certain way. But that that even may be just how the filmmakers are trying to portray it, and it may not be Maybe. how it is behind closed doors. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, we could rattle on all day about this, but yeah, if you haven't watched it, it's uh, it's a beautiful show and um, on yeah. Netflix. Um, Netflix. Quite yep. quick episodes, so yeah, it's nice and easy to watch. Uh, song of the week. On to any AFL, no AFL. Nah, song of the week. Something, mate. Nah, song of the week. <laughs> what you song got? Song of the week. What's your song of the week? <laughs> um, song of the week. This week, um, is a little band from Leeds. Oh, Leeds United Kingdom. They are called. That's the favourite city for dogs in in England. Is it? <laughs> oh, I just got that. You're, You're a, a fucking lead. idiot. You're a get fucking your lead idiot. on. <laughs> um, uh, and the song. Uh, did I say the band's name? No, they're called. Ya- they're called Yard Act. And the song is called One Hundred Percent Endurance. Yeah, the Yard Act actually released a new single today. Um, so is it the Yard Act or just Yard Act? Yard Act, no the Yard Act. Yard Act, a hundred percent endurance is a song. Um, yeah, so I saw that they released a new single today. It reminded me of this song, uh, and it is yeah a fantastic song, uh, like spoken word type uh, melody and such, and just got a very cool beat quirky interesting melodies and stuff to it and i think yous will like it how much percent endurance do you think i am <laughs> you had a rate my endurance i think i think we've all got 100 percent endurance this <laughs> is how, how capable we are of you using that and i think i think i've seen you use at least 20 <laughs> percent. 
<laughs> I am once, well at capacity at 20%. Once, yeah, once it's 20%, then yeah, you shift to a 0% quite quite easily. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, well, my song, going on that, I'm pretty <laughs> slow, and this band is called Slow Pulp. Slow Pulp? Um, and the song is called Slugs. Who known to be quite slow too. Equally slow. It's of the rock genre. Also slow. Also slow. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Um, and they're from Madison, Wisconsin, United States. So, nice. again, no Aussies for us this no week. No Aussies. I'll definitely do an Aussie next week. Yeah, flip the script on them, mate. But yeah, Slow Pulp and the, the song Slugs is, is a nice little track. Nice one, mate. Alright, we need... Nah, no AFL again. Sure. But it's creeping up on us. What about Maybe. any Australian football league? No, nah, mate, but I did hear a <laughs> word today that Crows are going to win the flag. Oh. Um, let's move into our favourite, and we need you to have 100% endurance now, mate. <laughs> if that means anything. Um, we've got our Isaac rankings. Last week we did crisps. Oh, I was so flat listening back to it. Did you remember? Oh, heaps? there was so many I missed out. Go on, rattle off a few for us. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Genuinely upset me. Think of the ones I missed out. So just give us one. That's safe for another time. <laughs> save it for part two. Quavers, crisps. Unreal. I don't know what that is. It's a music note. Very, very flat. Um, All right, mate. Anyway, um, this week, sport movies, but sport it cannot movies. be like a documentary or a biopic or based on any true thing that happened, right? Yeah. So it's so just you, you fucking fictional sport a movies. Few movies um, and you've got eight. I've got eight. Why don't you give yeah. us your number eight? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I've got eight. Um, I haven't got it in order. But ah, sick. Nah, no, we're oh, busy today. We're nah, nah, super it's, kind of, it's kind of in order. Um, number eight for me is semi-pro. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable what movie. A good movie. Will Ferrell, Woody Harrelson, Andre 3000. Yeah, brilliant. And the, the Flint, Michigan tropics. It's, uh, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um, very yeah, that's number eight. For very. Me. He's but got a few f- actually. Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory. They might feature, oh. mate. They might feature. So don't don't give is them away. Is it teaser? Um, <laughs> oh, my number eight, and I know you're going to be flat at this. So Happy Gilmore. Number eight. Number eight. Happy Gilmore. Wow. Oh, I'm not going to mention where that's in my list, but it's in my list. There was. There was plenty that I left out, so I'm not saying it's the worst one. I'm just saying, for me, it's not the best one. That, yeah, no, nah, I'm not, not, not happy with that. Yeah, I didn't think you would be, mate. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? <laughs> I've listened to far too many years of Carmen Quote in that movie, so I'm sick of it, to be honest. I believe that belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's one of the most quotable movies ever. Uh, number seven, mate, what you got? Cool beans. 
Sorry. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool, cool, cool beans. Cool beans. Do you know that reference? No, not a clue. No. That would be found in the movie Hot Rod. Never heard of it. You never heard of Hot Rod? Nah. With Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island guys? Nah. It's like uh, Andy Samberg's characters try to be um, a stuntman. Um, and he wants to raise money for his stepdad who's dying of cancer to have some uh, surgery to save his life just so he can beat him up. Oh. <laughs> it's it's wacky as fuck. Ridiculous. It is, it is a ridiculous film, but it is hilarious. Yeah. And I guess it falls under the sport category because it's <laughs> stuntman. It's a fucking uh, loose reference, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, Hot Rod. My number seven has a similar, I guess, storyline. I've gone for The Ringer. You know The Ringer? Oh, Johnny, Johnny Knoxville, Knoxville when he fixes the Special Olympics is an unbelievable movie I had not thought about that for yeah, ages wow <laughs> trying to get stabby his fingers back because the gardener <laughs> cuts yeah. his fingers off in the blade so they fix the, the Special Olympics to get oh, the, man. the prize money that is a great film not PC not PC at all in today's modern age yeah it's probably not aged well but fuck scratch <laughs> you scratched my CD, you know. When the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Oh, unbelievable. Alright, uh my number six. Um so it's not based on real life, but it is a remake of a movie that was made in I think the seventies or eighties. And we've mentioned Adam Sandler already, and this is the longest yard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Classic, classic. Yeah. One of my favourite films growing up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Everyone else, surely everyone out there has watched it. They, they know what it's about. Yes. Uh, it's a banger. I got the fries that'll cross your eyes. <laughs> I got the shakes that'll make you quake. I got the burgers. Well, I just got burgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very good, The Longest Yard. Um, yeah. My number six, I've gone for Like Mike, um, which oh. features a young Bow Wow. He finds a pair of shoes at the charity shop, puts them on, becomes unreal at basketball. And I'll tell you what, I've been going to charity shops ever since and have not, <laughs> not found a pair that worked for me. Yeah, but have you said the 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 whole make me like Mike when you're tying no, your No, I haven't. I haven't. That is part of the spell, mate. On yeah, that. that's no. That is a great movie with Tracy McGrady in it, who's a mm. legend of the NBA. Um, I loved that movie. Saw that at the movies for one of my birthdays, and it was yeah, very very good fun. <sighs> that's I, I haven't seen that for ages. That's one I've got to put on. And would you consider might... Flubber a sport movie, mate? Just I've just thought of that one. Uh, I can't. I can't say I've watched Flubber in the last. 20 years of my life so yeah i wouldn't even know what it's about to be fair okay well he, he gives yeah. them i think he's one of them's a coach of a high school basketball team or a college team and he gives them the flubber gel thing to put on their shoes and they become super bouncy yeah right um okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> um my number five is the same mate like mike is it so you had it as six i got it as five yeah that Dude, I used to watch that so much as a kid. I loved that film. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yo, basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> I like it when we dribble up and down the court. Yeah, I yeah, great movie, and it's got the kid from Stuart Little as well. Yeah, 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 he's very good. Um, I'm going for number five. I might make a late change. I had one movie, but I make that my honorable mention. I'm going for oh, Mean Machine. Have you seen Mean Machine? Oh, with uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, Vinnie Jones. And um, Vinnie Jones. Yeah, that is a... Oh, I didn't even think about it's that. It's kind of like the English version of The Longest Yard. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're in prison. They play soccer, right? Yeah. Yeah, they play the guards. And yeah, Statham's like this nutcase goalie. Yeah, he's sick. That Brilliant. is a great movie. Yeah, that's my number five. Oh, that made me think of another one. Yeah. And I've, I think I think I know the one you're thinking of. Oh, I'm going to put it in an honourable mention. Yeah, I've yeah made some late chopping changes, but that's my number five, Mean Machine. Great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, <laughs> number four for me, Will Ferrell was already featured, and he features again on my list. He he's just unbelievable for humour. One of my favourite comedy actors, and he did a bunch of like sporting movies. Yeah, you can classify as sporting movies, like you said, Blades of Glory. Um, we mentioned uh, Semi Pro before, uh, and then this one, <laughs> Talladega Nights, is it's so good. Uh, it is, oh, uh, just one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah, that is a very funny movie. I remember watching that and not wanting to watch it, and then I found it so funny. Uh, I was so glad I watched it. Another quotable movie. It's just fucking brilliant. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> oh, oh, very no. good. Um, my number four, I'm going a bit more serious, a bit more drama, uh, Million Dollar Baby. Ah, that's a good one. Didn't even think about that. Fuck, I haven't seen that for ages. Mm, I did Hilly rewatch Slay. it. I I've used to think it was amazing, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, no, it's, it's just good, which is why it's number four. Well, not it's high. pretty high on your list. It's, but... you know... It's high. It's not too high. Yeah, I got to rewatch that as well. Old Hillary Swank, Clint Eastwood follows boxing. Uh, I did Google it. It's not based on a true story. I was about to say. I thought that might have been based on a true story, but no. No, does promote euthanasia, so mm. can be a bit uh, triggering. Oh, uh, let's not give any spoilers, huh? Yeah. All right, my number three Whoa, could easily be number one. Could easily be number one. Um, Another Will Ferrell flick. Can you guess? Will Ferrell flick. Nah. <laughs> Way to go, Bing Bong. What's that? Kicking and screaming. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. I was forced to fucking sit and watch this, sh- this movie. Dreadful. <laughs> It is fucking unbelievable. I love it. I don't know why. It's just so silly. Will Ferrell's character is just unreal. He's unhinged. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic family friendly movie as well. Compass to the Italians. <laughs> it's dog shit. It's it's not. It is. Fucking unreal. I fell asleep after like 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah, I remember you weren't getting into it. Fuck, I love it. Alright, on to good movies. My number three, and it's one you mentioned to me before we started, and it is Space Jam. 
Unreal. Yeah, right. Yeah, the OG one, yeah, with yeah, Jordan. Yeah, no, the, the second one I watched at the movies while I was working with a, a kid when I was doing youth work and it was dog shit. Yeah, it, yeah, did not live up to the first one, that's for sure. But the original is an absolute classic. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, I thought it was based on a true story, but yeah, there you go. You no. learn something new every day. Yeah. Michael Sadly Jordan not. did not save the world. Oh, he did in many ways. Team of Looney Tunes, yeah. <laughs> he just didn't have Bugs Bunny helping him. To he be fair, some people might say Dennis Rodman's a bit of a Looney Tune. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, I'm on number two. Yep. Controversial if this is a sporting movie. But I don't give a fuck. Um it is, and there's quite a few of these movies, but I'll just group them all together, and that is a Three Ninjas series. Who? <laughs> three Ninjas. The fuck? I've never heard of it. And the sport is karate. They learn karate, and they use it to to beat bad guys. Um, oh. you got to watch it. Uh, three brothers, Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum. It's sounding a little bit Cobra Kai-ish for me. It is very... Nah, it's better. It's better than the old Cobra Kai series. But um, it's it's definitely a children's movie, but I fucking loved it as a kid. So I've got to put it there. Interesting. Yeah, right. Well, I've never heard of it, so I can't really talk about it, but I won't be watching it. (laughs) (laughs) There's one of them, one of the movies, Hulk Hogan's in it as well. Number two is Goal. Oh, yeah. Yes. Santiago Munez. Yes. Unreal. I loved yeah. watching this. this. The scene, like I think it's one of the first scenes when he's running up the pier and it's uh, What's the Story Morning Glory he's playing. Yeah. Unreal. No, that is a classic movie. The first one especially, I think it gets Yeah, just just Goal try. 1 is the one yeah. for me. Um, seeing Alan Shearer in the gym. Oh, what a movie. Which is the one when he goes to Real's at the second one oh, with yeah, like think, Beckham? Yeah, I think that's number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's no good. Just stick nah, for, one. first one is great. Yeah. Unreal. Follows a young young player from Mexico, footballer, who gets into the US, gets discovered by a scout from Newcastle United in the Premier League and ends up going to Newcastle. And Mate, could almost have been your career. Yeah, not far off. Not There's far a couple, off, couple but, steps but off. I was better. I... <laughs> I had 70% endurance. <laughs> oh, no, nah, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. Um, right, I've got a couple honourable mentions here. Um, you mentioned Cobra Kai before, so had to whack in Karate Kid. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that was a favourite childhood movie of mine. Um, again, karate is a sport, so it ticks the box there. Um and I've just added this to my honourable mentions. You made me think of it before when you spoke about Me Machine. Um, this is probably the most like serious movie in my list here. And that's um, Green Street Hooligans. Mm. Very, very good movie. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't even think of that Elijah one. Wood. Um, Charlie Hunnam, is that his name? The guy that's in... Yeah. Um, oh, it does a shock in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, it does an English accent. Hey, and he's a... American. Oh, um, terrible. But, um, yeah, very, very good movie. Uh, f- funny and very sad, too. Mm. Um, yeah, completely. Yeah, very cathartic. Um, but, yeah, that was my honourable mention. Uh, do you want me to go straight into my number go one? Go on. Or do you want to... Give us your number one, mate. 
You mentioned it at number eight. I wasn't happy with it. And no, that play on words because it's Happy Gilmore. Oh, I see what you did there, mate. Just, yeah. My, yeah, one of my favourite movies of all time. Um, so, yeah, definitely up there with the best sporting movie. Yeah. It's, it is I very funny. Like you said, very And quirky. very rewatchable. Like one of the most rewatchable movies ever. For you, clearly. For me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't know if many people would argue with that. <laughs> maybe, maybe you. Maybe you putting it eight, but <laughs> no, I, I do like it. Like I said, there's plenty of movies that didn't make my list, so it's I not that that's bad. Kiss you all over <laughs> and over and again. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Go on, mate. Number tonight in. <laughs> <laughs> Number honourable mention, and it is White Man Can't Jump. I love that oh, movie. Oh, fucking what a film. What a movie that is. Wesley Snipes, yeah. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that is a great movie. Didn't even think about that. What, would you consider Cars a sports movie? <laughs> Lightning McQueen? Nah, because it's not a sport to them. That's life, isn't it? What about High School Musical? Because they play basketball. Yeah, yeah. look, we're getting... We're getting way, way out there now. Anyway, number one, very disappointing. I thought you'd have had bench warmers on your list as well. Bench warmers. I thought would be you were top, a big fan of that. Would be in top ten, but yeah, not quite in the top eight. Number one, and it was quite a clear number one for me, and it's the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I thought about the Mighty Ducks again. Probably, Unreal. Probably in my top ten, but uh, didn't make your list, mate. It didn't, and that's only because I haven't watched it for a while, so... Well, we'll create a flying V, mate, and we'll get out of it. Old mm. mid Charlie Conway. Oh, yeah, that's his name. Is that um, old mate uh, Michael J. Fox, hey, he's the coach? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they got the... Spoiler what alert, they... he's not a fox. <laughs> he's a coach. He's a human coach. Um, he doesn't look like De'Aaron. And hey. he doesn't he doesn't coach a team of ducks either. <laughs> They're all humans too. Quang. Just in case you're wondering. <laughs> ducks fly together. What what are those what are the two big guys called? Oh, I don't know, but they're big. There's the Bash twins or something? <laughs> yeah. Is that what they're called? The ones who he like, like finds down the alleyway. Yeah. Firing yeah, yeah, like those cars. thugs. Yeah. yeah. I and they just like name. smash people, <laughs> the goons, and absolute fouls. But anyway, it's um, a great movie. That no, it is. It is. I still don't know how they didn't work out how to defend the flying V. <laughs> like, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. go in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, one of them a championship, so good on them, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh what a movie Mighty Ducks yeah brilliant bit of it it's like a cult classic hey that yeah. yeah yeah unreal good stuff mate anyway Kung Fu Panda honourable mention <laughs> <laughs> that's it again and so we received a, a submission for a uh, a ranking segment didn't we we did from we good did. mate Good mate, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, Lockie. Lockie. Who's been mentioned before. 
It's my East Coast. Should we read out what he said? Yeah, go on. Give him a shout out. Lockie said, G'day, boys. It's the same Lachlan that called Alex a third dog love back in episode seven. Again, sorry about that one, mate. He's not sorry. No, I love... it's not received that sorry. So. <laughs> I love the pod and have a good laugh every week and looking forward to more episodes. I also love the Isaac rankings and thought this week's one was a banger. Thanks, mate. We appreciate that. We put a lot of effort into it. Um, I thought for an upcoming episode, you could rank your top 10 in and under moments so far. Uh, we appreciate the suggestion, Lachlan. Uh, we're only on episode 16. I don't think we could <laughs> fill in uh, 10 moments. We're going to top 16 episodes. This one's yeah, bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that is definitely a suggestion we will, uh, we will do later down the track. Maybe as like an anniversary episode. Yeah, the good thing is because we'll keep Lachlan as a fan then because we won't tell him when we're going to do it. So he has to listen to every episode until he gets it. And uh, he will never do it. That's uh, a great idea. Well, don't say no, that. Don't, sorry, cut that out. Edit that out. <laughs> edit, edit afters. Um, yeah, so that was his suggestion. So thanks for that, mate. And he also said, uh, what happened to the betting kitty? I did enjoy uh, listening to the updates yeah. on that as well. Yeah, fair question. Look, it got to a point where it was very, 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 very hard for me to keep up um, and keep um, doing the numbers, crunching numbers. As as our listeners know, we're not very good at numbers on this show. He's um, busy. If you miss the start of the show, he spent the day watching Super Bowl, so he's he can barely find time to get a betting segment in. Yeah, and to be fair, it just got depressing seeing how low we drop in the kitty. <laughs> nah, look, we were just fluctuating too much. Um, oh, sorry, we weren't fluctuating enough for it to be interesting. Like We were only losing or winning 30 bucks a week give or take um so i wanted to like spread it out a bit more um and then to be honest i just forgot about it <laughs> um, but we're on 669.80 so yeah, we've so dropped off quite a bit from when we started we were at somewhere like a thousand yeah but we also got up to like we, we got up to 1200 we? and we backed down to 669 now so that shows you that the highs and lows of gambling. Um, yeah. Now, look, I want listeners to know I'm willing to do it if people are genuinely interested. Um, and, um, yeah, so I'll do it. But I need, what do we say, Alex? We need at least about, if five, six people message us in our DMs on Instagram, I'll do the kitty updates again. I reckon that's fair. Yeah, I mean, we didn't say that. That's what you said before we started. That's what I said. <laughs> This is a. Thought, so if you can just, just message Carl because I think Thanks he's lonely. Thanks for backing me up. Um, no, do not hit me up with my individual DMs. <laughs> do it to the in and under uh, Instagram account or through our um, link tree where Lockie sent that submission, mm. um, or just directly to our email, which is in and under at outlook but yeah, let us know because I feel like betting. Some people aren't interested. Some people are. Um, if we have enough people interested, which at this point I think we only have one listener. So if that one listener, if Lockie wants us to do it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, defeats anything I just said. There. No, but so <laughs> I didn't mean to undermine you, mate. Um, no, nah, let us. People let can us, message Carmen <laughs> and just send in like links straight to your Tinder. Send me links to your bank account so I can fill up our kit. 
because um, yeah, we do have we have stories. We do a lot of gambling, uh, and yeah, we, we want to know if we, you want to know about our degenerate gambling stories, or if we're just rambling about gambling. Well, we're Call fucking rambling Zeus. now. We're definitely <laughs> rambling now. So let's uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week on episode seventeen. Let's get ready to ramble. You know that? What? Why did you do that? Because you know, you said rambling, and you know the boxing. Like, let's get no, ready you, to rumble. You, you said rambling, mate. No, you were rambling. Right, I'm cutting it. Here. Okay, see ya. <laughs>